When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to another episode of Rico Bronia. And as you can tell, it's not Evan Roberts. It is Pete Hoffman filling in with him for him as uh, he unfortunately had this thing called the hand and mouth foot disease or something like that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's Pete Alonzo. Koksaki is what he has, I think. And uh, he's unable to attend this episode of Rico Bronia. So, Instead of just me doing a solo, we brought in some scrub off the streets. Paul Rosenberg has decided to show up. Welcome, Paul. Pete, how are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm in Florida. I, I didn't think I'd be. I didn't think I'd be talking to you right now today. No, I, I didn't <laughs> think I'd see you until you know later this week at the station, and I get the honor of seeing your face on a Zoom, which is this is great. Oh yeah, it's it's splendid. I'm very. Ha- I, I know you're thrilled, and I'm thrilled to see you. Of so, course, let's get. Let's let's get into this. So first of all, let's be serious here. Evan has, uh, you know, he definitely is not sick. He's just playing hooky. He'll probably be back on air tomorrow. Um, but he isn't, was just checked out of this Cardinal series, which is probably what the deal is. Isn't what? <laughs> isn't this what Cindergard had or someone had like years ago with the Mets? Didn't they yes, have hand, foot, was, mouth? No, it was Syndergaard. Definitely had yeah. that. He had hand, foot. Yeah. I'm not, listen, I think his family has it or like his kids. Listen, not to get too dive. He texted it or tweeted it out. So obviously we can talk about it. Yes. Um, so it's something that I know happens to kids. I'm sure my kids have had it before that I just don't know because I'm not very aware of many things in life. But I, it's it's something that happens. And yes, you 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 the kids will, will get it and spread it to the adults. And that, that sucks. And so I've heard. No I mean, sitting. I would. Yeah. I don't remember having hand, foot, and mouth disease. I'm sure I had it at one point growing up as a child. I just don't remember it at this point. It doesn't sound fun, but re- no. regardless, yes, I'm. I'm not busting uh, Evan's balls too much, but yes, he's he's playing hooky right now. He decided to take this one off. Um, but you know, it's funny because it's an interesting series because the Mets go three and uh, three and one in this uh, three. They take three out of four for St. Louis, and. Going into the series, like I mean, what, what, Paul? Let's be serious here. We're talking about a New York Mets team that's not going anywhere. We're just looking to see who can, you know, find their way, way make their the way to the team next year in twenty twenty four. And all of a sudden, they win the first three games in the series. They get good pitching from Senga, Quintana, Joey Lucchese looks good. You go into the Sunday game, going if you could sweep this team, you know, we're not that far out. Six games out is not that, it, or six or five or six games out of a wild card is not that crazy. It's August 20th right now when we're recording this. It's actually the there are, the Mets are in better shape than the freaking Yankees to make the playoffs. Let's just say that. They are. And it's, it's crazy how – and what this reminds me of is how players – how it's funny how players perform better when typically the season doesn't mean much. And whether it's Alonzo recently – whether it's Jeff McNeil, whether it's Brandon Nimmo, who is suddenly just a home run hitter and he doesn't want to do anything else but hit home runs, all these guys are starting to perform after the Mets essentially sold off, bought themselves a farm system. 
and punted this season, maybe punted even next season. And now all these guys are starting to get better. And you can think about, and, and for me, the season was over in June, right? For me, the season was over in June. I was mentally checked out at that point. But you now have all these theories now of what Alonzo's going to do. And that's what it is for me, is looking at the future, which does not include Jonathan Arauz or Rafael Ortega. Like, I don't need to see those guys. Those guys I don't care about. Yeah, no, and I think everyone would agree about that. And like that's why we're sitting here. Like I'm watching like other teams right now. I think Cincinnati just called up um their their star prospect Marte, who's in split time at shortstop and third base. He's another guy that they've called up this season who's gonna who's a prospect who's getting the call. I think San Diego or 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 maybe it's not San Diego, but some team just called up a, a catcher from uh Double A, and this is what I keep looking at. I'm like the, uh, the Angels teams... guy brought up their first baseman too. Th- that's what that's what it's, okay. it was. The Angels, right? They brought him from from Double A, and that's what I keep on looking back at. Now, listen, I understand. Really, the one guy we're talking about here is Mauricio. We really want to see him, and why can't we see him? Why is that such an issue right now that we have to sit here with the Danny Mendix of the world, sit here with the Ortegas, like you said? We've gone through that. We've we've gone through that. We understand it. But right now, listen, there are people that are still trying to play for their jobs. You should, guy like Pete Alonso still trying to put, play for. I don't know if he's trying to play for a contract. I think he's just trying to play ball because that's what he's supposed to do. And technically, unless they're done, according to paper, they're going to play till the bitter end. Lindor, Pete Alonso, they know that they're really not going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to stop trying. No, and, and which is obviously commendable that these guys are going to keep playing and keep, you know, trying their hardest, put their best foot forward, et cetera, et cetera. But if you have a brain, you know that this team wasn't going anywhere. Like we knew this two months ago, that this team could not win. It wasn't put together well enough to win. The players sucked the first three months of the season. And that's why the Mets were in this position. All the players that they expected to perform at a high level didn't come anywhere close to performing at a high level. That's why the Mets had to sell off what they did. Yeah, but hold on, hold on a second. Like we're sitting there saying, like this team sucked and from the get go, and this is why they had to sell off. Yeah, that's why they had to sell off. But realistically, like I'm not trying to sit here and, and, and turn it around. And say, look, look. First of all, look at Cody Sanga, right? Mm-hmm. Sanga looks like a legitimate. Not saying ace, but he's a he's legitimate a- two. Three pitcher. That's I agree with that. If if Jose Quintana didn't get injured from day one, if Justin Berlander didn't get injured from day one, you're telling me that this team would have been as bad as they were all season long? No. Oh, they need to rely on pitching. Yeah, the hitting was was up and down, but they were mediocre. Mediocre. Listen, mediocre was is at the end of the world if you have good pitching. They had. Terrible starting pitching, and they had no bullpen. Their bullpen, and listen, I'm not going to blame it on Edward Diaz not being around. Every, but everybody kind of shit the bed. You take all those narratives and say, that's why the season went sour. But as soon as they traded Verlander and Scherzer, who sucked for mm-hmm. this team, every every big star possible, and they brought those guys like Jose Quintana and and – I mean, Lucchese, whatever, a one-off here and there, whatever. But but Sang is pitching well. You get those two guys, you're like, okay, first of all, those two guys, you could build a rotation around. You have to add more to it. But Carrasco's fighting for a job. I mean, he's basically done. We we realize that. But the McGills and Petersons of the world, they're fighting for jobs. 
And you see that this this team has a couple pieces that are going to be here next year and, and that they can rely upon. And if those bigger pieces that they brought in were successful, this team's playoff bound. Right, but they weren't, right? They 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 weren't. Verlander and Scherzer and the bullpen minus David Robertson, trash. And every and we just know that. There's proof that was in front of our eyes. They were all trash. So they didn't perform up to snuff. They didn't perform well enough, which is awful. You think like when I host random shows on WFA and when I mention, when people think I'm a negative fan and I'm not, I'm just realistic. Do you think I want this? People think I want the Mets to fail. I don't. This is an awful season. Can I curse on this podcast? I don't even know. This is an awful. I said shit once. Yes. Okay. This is an awful. You can say whatever you want. This is an awful season. 101 wins last year, and in 10 months, they broke the team down. This is an awful season. The only thing I'm happy about is that Epler and Steve Cohen were smart enough to realize that they had to get out of a ton of contracts that they because the team wasn't going anywhere, despite the fact that they were only four or five games out when they first traded Roberts into the Marlins. They made a conscious decision, a smart decision, to just kill the season, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay. I do. I don't want this, but I'm okay. I'm happy that they realized it. I'm. I'm. I'm not. Listen. I'm not disagreeing with that either. Like I'm not disagreeing with the fact that they should shouldn't have traded. Like I'm happy that they stockpiled the uh, the the prospects and whatever the triple A, single A, all that stuff. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for that. But to sit here and say that this team, if and I hate the ifs. The ifs are stupid, but. Quintana and Verlander being injured from the get-go for X amount of time and Scherzer sucking ass. That's really the reason why, dude, they're six, seven games out of a playoff spot right now. Yeah, seven and I'm games not saying, Yeah, and I'm not sitting here and saying like, oh, there's a really good chance. But you're telling me that if Verlander and Quintana, those two pitchers alone, weren't healthy from the get-go, even without Edwin Diaz, they're more of a playoff-bound team because Quintana's showing that he's got the, uh, he's a legitimate starter. Again, not being an ace. We're not saying he's going to be the ace of the staff, but to be a three, two or three or four no, he's, or whatever, he's, he's Marcus Stroman. He's Marcus Stroman. That's fine. Right. He was no, great. And, right. And, and, right. And, and Tywin Walker of the world and the Chris Bass of the world, mm-hmm. they were good enough. That's all we needed. We didn't ask for anything more than that. We paid Scherzer and Verlander to be what they were supposed to be in aces, and that they didn't deliver. But part of that is because Verlander wasn't here. He wasn't available. He was hurt the first month or two of the season. And then Scherzer, you know, you know the rest of the story. 